This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hooray! Good evening, Sharks fans. It is Saturday night, November 9th, 2019, and the Sharks are, can we say, on a roll? They've won three in a row. Not the prettiest of ways, but it's not how pretty it is. It's a matter that they got the W. Welcome to this edition of Teal Town After Dark. This is your live and interactive Sharks post game right here on YouTube. We broadcast from Sharks territory and we bring it to you worldwide. And because it's worldwide, we want you to be a part of the show. So if you want to chat with us and fellow Sharks fans in the YouTube chat on the page or the app, do so. Join us. Let's have a fun time tonight. Follow us on the social, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, all at Teal Town USA. And for more Sharks content, visit tealtownusa.com. That being said, let me ha- join in my fellow guy who spells his name the right way. And it's not Eric Carlson. It is Eric Landy. <laughs> hey, Eric. It, uh, it's, uh, it's good to see that the Sharks are streaking in the right direction. They're going streaking. Uh, yes, it's always a good thing to have it's you know what's even better it is to have me do a show where i'm uh trying to recover from from a sickness earlier this morning so bear with the voice people uh i'm sure aj's just waiting for me to say good evening fans so uh kind of get into it right off the get-go here uh, i mean uh th- this thing uh you know <laughs> i like how how steve cropper saying redeemed it's like <laughs> it, it's it's like it, is he the sharks whisperer you know uh jf turner jones played well great defense and great energy but uh you know uh it seems like they're starting to turn things around yeah i mean i think we're seeing a greater emphasis on the defensive game um and i think we're we're starting to see them sort out their own defensive zone a lot better now mind you this was gonna have that feeling though of being more of a defensive battle because both teams coming off of giving up a lot of goals in their previous game um you had nashville coming in off of that 9-4 shellacking um, by colorado with six goals in that second period i believe it was a franchise worst um and then and of course the sharks almost giving up that uh, that game where they won six to five. So, you know, both teams kind of going into this game with an emphasis on defense. Um, and you know what? It's good to see that the Sharks can hold, um, you know, a high octane offense uh, to one goal. I mean, I think for me, that was the the best thing that I saw out of this game. Um, you know, you also saw them making good decisions with the puck in their own defensive zone. And, you know, kind of refreshing after all of that, um, you know, at the shooting at the hip kind of hockey. Right. Yeah. And you're seeing that in the chats here. So happy to see them play a full 60 minutes. And then some the intensity was there from Lorianne Patrick Tyler saying Jones looked like an actual goalie. Oh, come on. <laughs> you know, I but, uh, you know, they they looked really good. I thought it was a solid effort all around. Uh, and so let's get at it. You know, there's really isn't too much to talk about this game wise. Uh, 921 Burns takes a, a pretty bad boarding call. Uh, thankfully, uh, the Nashville player wasn't hurt too much. Uh, Nashville gets on the power play. They don't do too much. Uh, some nice saves by Jones in there. Uh, then at 1330, uh, Nashville takes a couple of uh, penalties. Ham Hughes for tripping. Up, uh, Joe Thornton. Uh, Amy just almost looked like a gem. I was like, really? Really? You, you fall on that one? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was a little weak. It was, he, Hamus was a little, a little weak on his skates there. Right. You know, uh, 1543 in honor of our good friend, Shalena Goldman, hella dudes on a frozen pond served by Anaheim native Rocco Grimaldi. Uh, 
it was apparently five six, which makes me like finally another player, another NHLer besides Darren Payne I can look down on. So, <laughs> but um, uh, you know, uh, then of course near the end of the period, Forsberg it has a nifty little move. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's denied by Jones on one side of the post, and then. Gambrell comes over and makes a nice stop on the other side of the post. I mean, I, I think it's obvious, Eric. I think we we need to have uh, Gambrell go to defense. I mean, we, we talk about everybody going to forward. I think now we can have uh, Gambrell go to defense. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, they were making they were making a lot of. Um, I would say that they were they were doing a good job of making decisions in their own zone, and that is something that we had not seen um, for the entire season, in my opinion. You know, they they were continually giving up uh, turnovers in their own zone, um, and the the forwards were not coming back into the defensive zone to to kind of clean up um, in front of the net. So it was good to see Gambrell low. Um, in his own defensive zone and taking the, um, you know, taking the initiative to, to keep that puck from going in. So, you know, just a 180 degree difference in the defensive zone, in my opinion, um, that first goal that Jones gave up, you know, it was it was a very in tight goal. And, um, you know, Forsberg, you know, doing such a great job getting it above Jones. And I think that goal kind of highlights the issues that Jones had been having, in my opinion, where we actually get to see him go into the butterfly, but he leans forward. And we're seeing a lot of, of goals coming in above the shoulders on Jones. And still, that that's what I want to see him um, kind of work on. I want him to, to, to look bigger in the net because he's a big guy. He's not right. using his, his whole body there. Um, you know, me and Ian were talking about it and, you know, being a butterfly goalie, you, you have to get into the butterfly when it goes in tight. That's what you're taught. And that he, he does. He gets into the, the butterfly really quick. But what I'm noticing is when he's getting into the butterfly, he leans forward. And I think that's kind of the book on him right now. And I think that that's how a, a lot of goals are going in is, is, is he's just playing small sometimes. And, and that's the thing. He's a big guy. You got to use that stature. I mean, prime example, Ben Bishop in Dallas uses his whole body. I think in that, uh, I think we remember JS Jaguar uh, granted. Uh, he, he, his was a little more, um, a little more, uh, goalie pad, uh, uh, to increase his size there. Yeah, use his whole body, I think, and make it bigger. I mean, especially when you're coming out to cut off that angle. That I think that would be a huge one there. Uh, but what a, a couple of people were saying cheer to as as uh, Forsberg was denied by Jones and Gambrell, like Marty T saying if Nashville scored when they had all that momentum at the end of the first, might have been a different game. And I completely agree on that. That's um, That's one of the... One of the things that uh, uh, we, that the Sharks have died on and had just had lose all that psychological uh, momentum uh, early on. So great play there. Uh, uh, one of those little things, Landy, that 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 doesn't get on highlights. Not going to make Sports Center or anything like that. But little things like that will go a long way to save a goal and and, and essentially would save this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I had a little bit of issue on on just the the leaning forward with Jones, but other than that, I mean, positionally he looked um, better in so far as fronting the puck. Um, you know, I, I also think that he came up with some really good glove saves, and I don't know if he put some extra time in on the glove hand, but it certainly looked like it. I mean, he had some saves that literally, you know, kept the momentum from going into Nashville's, um, you know, into Nashville's favor. So, you know, I, I like the way that he was positionally. I just think if he can, if he can maybe be a little bit 
taller, look a little bit taller and give the shooter a little less daylight above the shoulders. I think I think he he's good if he can continue this positioning um, that he that he had tonight. Yeah. And, and just keep keep it going. Um, and outside that Minnesota game, uh, I think he started to get his game back a little bit. I don't know if it's what you know, Johan Hedberg's been helping him out with, or or even for that matter, Nabby. You know, it's it's yeah, you know, it's doing the right things in, in the defensively. I thought it looked pretty good, even without Mario Ferraro in the lineup. That's another thing we didn't talk about. Right. So, uh, thank you, Hockey Jerk. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, yes, I'm rocking the. I don't have the military jersey, so I, I do rocking my my uh, Burnsy All Star. Uh, game one so for military appreciation night um andy man commenting here gambrell consistently improved last 10 games so has the team defense last two nights uh yeah i i, I definitely think gambrell's going out there with a lot more confidence uh which is nice uh for sure uh, <laughs> yeah i i think gambrell um really shored up his defensive game um i feel like he's getting um Getting he's stronger on the puck, so it's not getting stripped as quickly um, or at all, uh, mind you. And he is, you know, being very strong on the puck. So, you know, I I feel like he is getting better uh, each game going forward. I like him on the second unit power play, kind of playing the the um, bumper, uh, you know, Pavelski's traditional spot. And I like him in that spot. So um, Gambrell, I think, is, is continuing to develop, I think. He's going to take a little bit of time and kind of like how we saw with Joe Pavelski. It wasn't instant first line winger that we saw out of Joe. Right. You know, he he, he kind of had to go from third line center. Um, he, he played some time with Chloe on the second line. Um, so, you know, I think it's going to be a I, I see a good trajectory for Gambrell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gambrell's looking promising. Uh, you know, uh, it, it just it's just one of those things. Uh, and and he, I think he too played a really good game for, you know, for sitting and and being a little uh, cold off the bench there. I, I get, I think he played one of his best games. He was making reads at the right time, making pinches at the right time. Right. I liked his breakout passes, and he was pretty strong in his own zone. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like he, you know, maybe bought himself another audition for another game. And and for his sake, uh, we we can we can only hope that for his uh, you know down the road that's that's what you're gonna need in case somebody gets hurt. And like examples for with Ferraro, yeah, he played thirteen twenty five tonight. Uh, Brendan Dillon played thirteen forty five tonight. So that that should be interesting to see uh, what what went on there. Um, not sure about all that carlson 27 38 burns 25 and a half mark edward vlasic 22 uh but but we also have the overtime to skew those stats a little bit that's true too that is true uh good point there landy uh that you know you probably don't see brendan Dillon or uh shimmick or heed uh too much in the overtime for Indeed. Yeah, ex- except for that that uh, penalty kill, which I believe Vlasic and Eric Carlson played for most of of the the kill. Yeah, uh, looking at the numbers now, f- almost five minutes for Carlson, over four minutes for Vlasic. So that that'll 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 kind of balance things out when you look at it in the long run, for sure. Uh, so. Uh, Let's see here. I'm kind of looking in the chat. See, Sleepy Mofo saying, you know, Sharks finally found the proper fourth line center replaced Tierney. No disrespect to Goodrow. Uh, but you know what, though? And speaking of Goodrow, I, I've liked him in that second line right winger spot. You know, to me, he just he's able to to uh, keep up with Hurdle and keep up with Timo. He brings a little bit more of a nastiness that I think is lacking in Timo's game right now. Um, you know, and I think we're starting to see Timo kind of come around and hopefully yeah. tonight's shootout goal, you know, helps out. Um, but yeah, I, I've liked Goodrow up in the second line right winger spot. 
and, and he's de- like I've said this a couple of times already this season, but Landy, I doesn't it seem like when he scored the overtime goal against Vegas, he's definitely gotten so much more confidence. Uh, to me, to me, coming into the season and and throughout these these um, what are we eighteen games in now? Yeah. He's been the most improved forward, I think. Um, and, and I, I I feel like to me, he he put in the time in the off season to kind of shore up his game. Um, and and I have liked what I have seen from from Goodrow. I think um, I always liked him coming out of junior in North Bay. Um, you know, he, he played that kind of prototypical power forward style. Um, it was a it was a really a radar kind of acquisition, um, being an undrafted free agent, and uh, you know he's turning into he's turning into a little bit bit of a player. Yeah. You know, and and he can hang. Definitely, definitely. Well, before we continue on, uh, <laughs> as many would say, the elephant in the room, um, Lorianne. What's with all the screeching from the stands? It was really bad a couple oh of games God. ago, and they were still doing it since I'm from Canada. Can someone find and slap those responsible for me? Okay, wait a minute. So there's been much discussion this week, for that matter, about the wooing. Uh, and we've gone over it a couple of times uh, and everything. But, uh, you know, the, tonight it, it seemed like, like they were a horror movie on the Jumbotron. Because somebody was like just uh, screeching, uh, yeah. and uh, I like, oh my god, like oh like, my god, slashed in the upper deck, right? You know, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, and and it's bad too when it comes through on the broadcast. That's yeah. the thing is, it it's so loud, and you can hear the wooing through the TV, and you know. For the most part, like if, if we're in the last five minutes and you're leading quite a bit and you're doing the wooing, okay, you know, people get drunk, you know, have fun. I've done it. Yes, I have. I've wooed in the tank, you know, in the last five minutes of a game. Oh, sure. Um, Landy. But, but, you know, the, the screeching is, is next level, man. <laughs> hey, we, we uh, always take our games to the next level. That's what we learned from Randy and Drew all those years, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, and I also wanted to just quickly to um to to go over the goalie and and, and just kind of go over a little bit why maybe maybe the positioning was a little bit better tonight. Um it looks like Adam Francila has been around the team for the last few days. He's a goalie consult consultant um for the Sharks. And so I was kind of going over that a little bit on, on Twitter saying you know, it's 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 good to have another outside perspective on uh, on the goalies and and maybe that helped you know maybe they're seeing something in in Jones game that that Hedberg and Nabby can't quite see you know because you have a little bit more distance uh, on the goaltender maybe maybe it helped out a little bit but yeah. we'll continue to see and you know the the goaltending is going to get a big test come Tuesday night when Connor McDavid and Leon Dryside will come into town a, a fresh set of eyes you know can always capture something that you really haven't seen or gotten away with you uh throughout the days weeks months for sure uh just another randy g a ten dollar super chat uh thank you very much for that uh we're saying him uh i was a bad sharks fan i assumed they were going to lose and went out with friends and got drunk instead of watching this game this is my penance go sharks well <laughs> Randy, we we appreciate the uh, the uh, donation. Of course, all the super chat money does go back to help support the show and the website. Um, and, I mean, you can hear the audio difference, right? So that that is your uh, that is your donation dollars at work, people. Absolutely, uh, and we definitely appreciate it. But the real question is. Randy, what were you drinking? <laughs> you know what what is the uh, what is the craft uh, brew du jour for you? Um, interesting coming in uh, from from the post game from Peter DeBoer saying there were no passengers tonight, but Hurdle was exceptional, and I yeah. have to agree. To me, Eric, I think he's the strongest center the Sharks have right now. Yeah, and he's been looking really, really sharp. He got off to a little bit of a schneid, but he's definitely started to pick it up. And again, this team with this three-game win streak and even the couple losses that were sprinkled in beforehand have started to get their legs, have started feeling their confidence. I think uh, I think Shalena, Pashelka, and Chris all have said that 
uh, at practice. So there's that. Um, we we might have we've might have found the reasoning behind it. Uh, and and in, like, of course, it's AJ on on the Teal Town uh, account saying rumor has it that Mrs. Vlasic ran into Finn and couldn't contain herself. <laughs> as we well, as we all know, well, the Vlasics love their dogs. So. You know what? And that is a, actually a great segue, even though we joke about it. Vlasic's game tonight, since he's been paired with with Eric Carlson, I feel like both of those two, um, their game has trended in the right direction. I have never been a fan of the pickle snake pairing. Um, you know, we we have seen that experiment happen time and time again. And for whatever reason, those two. They, they just can't get on the same wavelength. I like him with Eric Carlson. Yep. Um, and, and again, I think tonight was one of Vlasic's better games um, that we've seen, which is good because, oh my goodness, that, that contract was starting to look like an albatross there for a oh second. Oh boy. Um, but, you know, it, it's good to see him um, really get back to his roots with the stick play. Um, and you know, I would like to see maybe a little bit more physicality from him because right now that pairing is basically stick check galore or die. <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're not ones for taking the body, both Eric Carlson and Vlasic. So I, maybe add a little bit of that element to Vlasic's game. And I think it could take that pairing next level. Um, but so far putting them together, I've, I've, I've liked what I've seen. Yeah, definitely. Sleepy mofo so far with the comment of the night. EK 65 <laughs> is the pickle whisperer. <laughs> hey, you know what? It could be. And it's interesting because I, I was listening to the puck soup, uh, podcast and they were saying that maybe, maybe Justin Broad was the, uh, was the, the superstar oh together. No, no, no. Day. Let's get back into this thing. Second period. Uh, now four Oh five in hurdle tries to play for the plays. The puck tried to play the puck. He tripped up. Uh, I forget who it was, but he set up a Nashville power play. Some nice saves again by Jones. He had a good night all around. Uh, and then at 1444, uh, Forsberg, uh, you know, does a power move around Eric Carlson. Jones, like you said, looked a little small, uh, and he gets it up over the shoulder to make it one nothing Nashville. Um, what did you think of that goal? I'm sure there are many going to wanting to ask who's to blame on that goal. Um, you know. Well, you know, for for me, it was it, it's twofold, right? You've got Eric Carlson, and he's trying to find the puck, so that's gonna make him, um, you know, he, he's gonna be searching for it, so he's not gonna have a, a time to make a stick check, not not gonna have enough time to try and poke it away because first he doesn't know where exactly the puck is, right? Um, you know, me and Ian, Ian Reed, um, we're talking a little bit about it and, you know, it's, it's, it's a do or die situation there because Jones, he's, he's basically, because he's playing a little bit further back into his crease, he's got to go to the butterfly quickly. And when he does that, he leans forward and that's what opens up the hole, you know, above his right shoulder. Right. So, you know, Ian says he'd like to see, um, Jones come out and challenge that a little quicker to make a little bit better of a read there. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, even if Jones is staying in the same positioning that he is now and he does go into that butterfly, I just want him to kind of lean his whole body back just a little bit so that he's got um, – you know, so he's covering the top side of the of the of the goal just a little bit more, and it would have hit him right in the shoulder. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's twofold. Yes, it's a defensive breakdown by Eric Carlson, but of course, you know, it's it, the puck's in his feet and he's trying to find it. You can understand that. And then again, with Jones, he's kind of playing a little deep in his net. You know, and and it's arguable depending on you know what he's taught. He's mm -hmm. normally a, a, a goaltender that sits deeper into the into the net, anyways. Right. So. You know, it, it's understandable there. But again, it's just the leaning forward. And, and, you, and you do see that. And I think it's because that's kind of the way he tracks the puck, right? When yeah. you do see him come um, out to challenge, especially on the breakaways, you do notice he kind of pulls, tucks his whole body in 
and um, you know is is trying to front the shooter that way. And yep. to me, that's a little bit of a bad habit. Well, yeah, it, it, a little bit. But that being said, he only allowed. That's the only goal he allowed, even in the shootout. So. Yeah, and that's a minor gripe, you know. That yeah. that that's just a little, just a little bit of a fix to to apply to him, and and that fixes a lot. I mean, besides that, that was the only time that I I thought that it was um, not a questionable kind of read, but a little bit where I'd like to see it a little bit different. But again, not a big gripe. I think he played excellent tonight. Yeah. It's certainly on the, on the stat sheet, you know, he, he, he has a bounce back game. So yeah. Uh, uh, in 24 of 25 saves, I think, uh, I, I think, uh, it was a solid night for him. I, again, I like some people are saying, you know, uh, Evan Escher saying, I usually criticize Carlson, but there wasn't much at fault there. I, right. I, I, I think it was a tough one. Um, for him to get, but at the same time, you know, you could do, I, I don't know what else you could do either way. So I think it was just a good play by Flip Forsberg, who's a really solid player. He gets his eighth, uh, to make it one, nothing right after that. Uh, you know, Rocco Grimaldi, uh, gets called for tripping during that power play. Fabro takes a deflected shot to the face. Ooh, that, that was, was rough. Yeah, immediately when I saw that, that that's broken jaw. I mean, that it came right off the chin, had a gusher right there, but that was broken jaw. And he comes back in the third, late in the third, um, with the full face shield. So right. you know there's something going on there. And and yeah, I think that's broken jaw territory right away. And that's and that's gonna be a rough one for sure. AJ saying, did Jones have a good game? Absolutely, but that needs to be the rule, not the exception, in my opinion. I, and I completely agree. I mean, you need your goaltender to be a tending goal and stopping pucks going in the net easily. And tonight, I think we hope is the first way getting there. Yeah, and and you know his his contract dictates that. Right. You know he's he's paid um, as a as an upper level goaltender. I won't say he's he's in the upper echelon, but you know he's paid to be above average, right? And right now, um, you know through the season, I I can say I pretty confidently that he's been a below average goaltender. But he's strung together some wins now. Um, tonight definitely looked better positionally. So, you know what, if we, if he can continue that and, and he can hold Edmonton to, to under two goals, I think we're going to start to see some better games played out of him. Yep. Uh, and let's hope this continues on word, uh, third period. Now this is where the sharks tie it up hurdle, uh, with you know, like we've been saying, he's been coming on strong. PDB mentioned that he was playing exceptional tonight. He gets his seventh from Vlasic and Eric Carlson. Uh, that ties the game up at at one one at five twenty two. What did you think of the goal there? I think I, I I've been thinking that Hurdle's kind of been groomed to be the replacement tipper of the squad. Yes, but. For me, at least, he has such a talent holding that puck down low. I, it, it, it reminds me of a very young Jill Thornton, and not in the way that that Hurdle passes, because you know I don't think Hurdle is nearly as good a, a, a passer. But puck possession wise, and and holding the puck below the goal line or the below the um, the red line. Boy, he is hard to move off that puck and showed it again there, went to the dirty area and and was rewarded for it. And that was something that we were not seeing from him early on in the season. But now he's he's put in the work and you get rewarded. And I think that that's what the team needs to see is if they put in the work, um, you know, stick to the plan and insofar as the way in which their schemes are set up, they will be rewarded, but they have to be committed to playing defensive hockey. And I think in the first, let's say 10 games, they weren't committed to that. I agree. And you know what? I take that back. They originally had it as EK 65. They gave it to Timo Meyer 
on yeah, I, I did assist, see, so I apologize Yeah, I that. did see Timo with a tip. I thought it, that was going to be a, a Vlasic from Timo to Hurdle. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that they did that because I did see Timo's initial tip. And Timo had a strong game tonight, too. I liked, I liked the way that he was playing tonight. Um, you know, to me, again, um, being a bull on the puck down low, and that's that's exactly what he needs to do. That's the type of game that he plays. He needs to be abrasive. He needs to be pissed off, and he needs to piss another uh, other uh, players' Cheerios if you catch my drift. <laughs> well, and, and he he's had so essentially, I think if I'm not mistaken, the last three games, two goals and an assist. Yes, one of the goal was an empty netter, but hey, you take what you can get. So whatever you get go for it i mean just keep at it boy and keep it going this team needs everybody to pitch in right now hey hashtag teal together uh <laughs> 852 lebank takes a hooking call uh nashville was buzzing around there uh and some nice stops late in the game there 1344 forsberg takes a tripping call i thought i thought for sure the Sharks were getting one in. They put some relentless pressure, but then they kind of eased off a little bit at the end. But I thought that was a really good power play uh, tonight. Yeah, I thought the power play looked good. Um, I thought the second unit struggled just a, just a skosh, if I use an AJism, uh, <laughs> on the entries. Um, I, you know, I, I feel like Marlowe um, needed to make some better. Um, dump-ins um, to me because he put it kind of into a place where Saros could play it. And I did see that, uh, you know, I did happen to see that a few different times where Saros was able to get to the puck and able to rim it out and start the the uh, the breakout. Um, but other than that, I thought that the first unit had some really good looks. And, um, you know, I, I think you kind of see why the team is ranked well, they were ranked sixth in the NHL on the power play, um, but their special teams have been special throughout the uh, <laughs> throughout the first 18 games. I think the only redeeming thing that we could say about the team, you know, that the only thing the the game that or, uh, only part of their game that we want to see them moving forward is the is the fabulous special teams. Absolutely. Uh, so this t- game would go into overtime, second overtime game for the Sharks this season. Uh, I thought they got a, a lot of good looks, just couldn't bury them in. Uh, then Evander Kane takes a penalty late that puts the Predators on the power play. Uh, I, I was a little iffy on that one. I think I think uh, I-, I think you could have you could have maybe let that go, but okay. Uh, Jones with a couple of st- strong saves uh, to keep the Sharks from getting just the loser point in this one at the end. I thought it was uh, fantastic. Oh, and that glove save when he's down and out for the count and he just sticks up his glove and is able to to grab that puck midair, uh, that was a damn good save. Um, and again, the glove work tonight looked looked a lot better yeah looked a lot better because he, he was getting beat glove high quite a bit but um yeah and and i didn't really like the the call either i thought you know kane it, if it yes it was a hook but it was a fraction of a second that the that the um the stick went parallel and i think you know the the refs just kind of saw the stick go parallel and, and even if you just see it for a fraction of a second that's they're calling that they're calling that all day, all night. So, um, you know, you, you've got to be a little bit smarter in your defensive zone. But Jonesy really bailing out the team and being the best PKer on that four on three. Yep. Uh, and uh, great job on there on that penalty kill. I mean, again, uh, Nashville's got one of the most potent uh, power plays around. Roman Yossi has 10 power play points. Uh you know, so definitely a, a great one to go into a shootout. And this shootout went seven rounds uh, with some great moves. But overall, last one was Timo Meyer. He goes top shelf where Baba hides the cookies and uh, bangs one in. That's the only goal in in the shootout. In this, that would be the uh, game deciding yeah. goal. 
the game deciding goal in the in the sudden death uh, shootout um, when you when you get out into the round seven territory there. Um, actually, after the first three rounds, you go into the sudden death. Right. Um, however, you know, for me, I think another reason why we saw this as a low scoring game, the ice looked very soft. You you saw the puck get you stick on the ice quite a few different times. I mean, we saw it on LeBanc when he tries to go right. backhand. Um, you know, it just flips up on him. Um, and and I think that tonight, really, the the ice it it slowed down the game for sure. And I think that that puts it into the, in the Sharks' um, favor. Uh, but you know, I you, you definitely saw that the that the teams were not trying to do too many jukes or too many um, you know pump fakes or head fakes or whatever, and and really just trying to be careful with the puck because I don't think most of them knew where that thing was going tonight. Yep, and and it definitely dictated some of the play too. I remember a couple of them were turned over. Uh, I think there was a lot of turnovers that caused a lot of these. Uh, these things and something to look into because yes, while it is 70 degrees and a beautiful day in San Jose, uh, you're, you're getting, and even Vlasic was complaining about the choppiness of the ice tonight. Um, you know, something's, something's got to give on, on the ice because the, it definitely needs to, uh, it definitely needs to be taken care of quickly. So, uh, final, final, uh, Stats on the night: thirty-two twenty-five in favor of San Jose. Faceoffs around even fifty-five to forty-five, uh, or or if you take the NHL.com math: fifty-five to forty-six. <laughs> Both teams went over four on the power play. Uh, the hits were about even. Same were the blocks. Giveaways: twelve nine in favor of San Jose. Uh, looking at the stats here, you have Meyer with an assist, along with Hurdle and Flasic. On their lone goal, uh, like we said, Martin Jones, 24-25 with a 960 save percentage in overtime. We talked about the minutes already. Noah Greger with a 519. Melker making his return at 955. And again, Gambrell giving some meaningful 854 uh, ice time and uh, 146 on the power play. Should be interesting about, uh, let's see if that gets built up a little bit so you know you know the the one player though that i wish got a little bit more ice time because i really have liked what i've seen is noah gregor um you know that he is a player that i think they need to integrate more into the offense because he has got some wheels man he beat out that uh that icing and you know was able to to uh, have some sustained pressure in the offensive zone, and I and I've liked Gregor's game. Um, I've also liked Leon Berglund's game too, and and wished that he would have stayed up. But of of course, when you're activating Dalton Prout, who was activated today, right. somebody's got to go down. So, um, and then the other thing that I, I wanted to chime in on quickly, and it has nothing to do with the Sharks, but uh, but Felix, you might also want to take a look at Taylor Guitars. It's a San Diego brand, <laughs> and uh, they make good guitars, and especially electric acoustics. Just saying, um, but back on the, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, back back kind of going off of the numbers there. Um, the five minutes, nineteen seconds. He he's the skater with the lowest amount of ice time. With uh, was Noah Gregor, and I think that he's, you know, I, I I think that he's played well, and I and I feel like he's been defensively sound. And I wish DeBoer would integrate him a little bit more. Um, so yeah, and exactly, Phantom zero zero four four one. Only one problem, Landy PDB is his coach, and, and right. you know what? That's it, it, that's fair, you know, because PDB we know how he is with his veterans. Absolutely. So, Sharks win this one two to one uh, on Military Appreciation Night, and of course, speaking of veterans, we salute all of you who serve. Thank you very much for your service on this Veterans Thanks, Day uh, and Remembrance Day. Uh, your pops. Uh, I, I mean, I know we know a lot of military members. I know uh, Steve Cropper got some shout out during Twitter mission, of course. Uh, uh, I know a good friend of mine on Twitter, Run Along Caitlin. Her husband, uh, Jeremy Smith, is is serving over over in the other side of the country. I think also uh, Christina Berlini, her boyfriend James, uh, does. 
some military service. So for everyone who served or is serving, thank you very much for your service. We do appreciate it. Um, uh, yeah, their sacrifice lets us uh, do this show and lets us uh, enjoy some some hockey, you know, and not have to worry about who's on the doorstep, right? So uh, we really appreciate it. And um, man, I don't know if you caught the the ceremony uh, yeah. earlier uh, this evening, but it was really good on the Sharks to have Bernsey take the face off um, against uh, Roman Yossi. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I love the fact that he walked... Um, Walk the gentleman down the carpet, and uh, yeah, it was it was a it was a really really good production as far as um, you know just honoring uh, honoring the veterans tonight. So thank you. Yep, and Dave B. of course also served as oh, well. Yeah. So thank you, uh, very Air much. Force, I believe, for Dave B. Yep. So, so with that, is it time? Oh yeah, you gotta love that reach around time. What? Goddamn coming, Curtis, that you give him a reach around. Um, it's wrap around. <laughs> and, and I, think I, I think we need to change that sound spot then if it's wrap around. It's wrap around. Get it together. But first, hey, and R. Lee Army there with the uh, with the veterans reference. Uh, so yeah, excellent. All right, and with that, before we go with the NHL, we'll, we'll keep it keep it local with the San. Ooh, Barracuda. Your San Jose Barracuda were in Bakersfield tonight. Obviously, uh, they couldn't play at the same time the Sharks did, but they did. Uh, they lose six to three to the Bakersfield Condors. Uh, Latunov, Carrick, and McCarthy. With your goals uh, on the night, John McCarthy gets his 300th point uh, <laughs> uh, on probably one of the easiest giveaways ever. It was very Urbe-ish, right on the receiving pass of John McCarthy there. Trevor Carrick had a power play goal in this one. We tried to gif it, but the camera angle uh, wouldn't allow us to. <laughs> so uh, Latunov banged one in right on the crease for that one so uh a tough night for the for the barracuda they lose this one that being said they play tomorrow at home against the san diego goals tickets available at sjbarracuda.com uh for that one so moving onward to the national hockey league and what happened on this night on frozen pond as uh what was his name crap i forgot his name he's on oh mike Tirico. thank you Mike Tirico would say it on there. Uh, Islanders 2-1 over the Panthers. Oh, boy, and they are scorching hot right now. I believe they're at uh, 12 games with points so far. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Barry Trotz and uh, Mitch Korn do some magical wizardry there, and the goaltending is just lights out right now. Yep. Uh, earlier today in Stockholm, Sweden, where the Sharks once played, uh, Tampa Bay beat the Sabres 5-3. Uh, it was uh, Maroon, Hedman, Maroon again. Yanni Gordon, Joseph getting the goals for Tampa Bay. Carter Hutton takes a loss for the Sabres. In the shootout... Oh, did you, were you going to say something, Landy? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that uh, that Reinhardt has also been having a, a great series over there. I believe he has three goals in two games. So really loving uh, playing in front of the Swedish crowd. Uh, hey, hey, I think, what was it, last year of the Global Series? I think it was in Finland, and that's where uh, Patrick Liney got, got off of his schneid and got going. So, you know, uh, like Marty T. saying, Buffalo slumping after a strong start. Uh, yeah, they, it seems like every time they, pl they play the Sharks and beat the Sharks in Buffalo well, these last two seasons, they would be on a hot streak and then just fall apart afterwards, so... Uh, moving onward, the Leafs. Oh, 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 yeah, the Leafs. Okay, yeah, yeah. The Leafs lose three to two in the shootout. They also lose Mitch Marner, uh, right? And that and that's the big one there because he tries to come back on the ice. I think two or three different times and is not able to go. So you're left wondering, okay, is it is it something a little bit more structural with that ankle? Um, but boy, howdy, if they if they lose him and, you know, already kind of on on uh, 
I guess already flirting with the injury bug with JT having been out. Right. That's not going to spell good things for the Maple Leafs, who are now a concerning 500 NHL 500 right now for uh, for the Maple Leafs. Yep. Nine five and four on the campaign. Philly picks up the victory in this one, where we had Claude Giroux gripping and ripping in the shootout tonight. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In in Montreal, Shea Weber with two power play goals. He now has 101 power play goals in his career. He leads the Montreal Canadiens to a 3-2 victory over the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, Kopitar gets his fifth of the season. Not enough for the Kings in that one. Uh, no storm surge in Ottawa tonight. The Senators uh, pick up their sixth win of the season, beating the Hurricanes 4-1. Nemestikov with his sixth of the season. Shevchenkov with his seventh of the season. There are almost as many offs as the off line. Nice try, though. Uh, another game that went into the shootout, the Penguins beat the Blackhawks 3-2 to in this one. Gensel and Russ, uh, the goal scorers in there. Patrick Kane gets his sixth of the season for the Blackhawks. Not enough. And in a rematch of the 2018 Stanley Cup Final, thank you! Washington the Vegas Golden Knights lose to the Washington Capitals five to two Riley Smith and Max Pacioretty are the only goal scorers for the Golden Knights uh, Nikki Backstrom with two goals uh, you got Kuznetsov uh, oh boy you're gonna have to help me with that one Sieg Hathler I don't know Siegenthaler Siegenthal thank you oh my goodness uh, with the with the goal as well. Tom Wilson also chipping in a goal. Uh, Tom Wilson with already eight goals on the yeah, campaign. He's on the run too, big time. Um, in uh, Arizona, in the, the Desert Dogs. Oh, and I just got some. Excuse me. Have some nice uh, Arnold Palmer here. There we go. And we get rehydrated there. The uh, Coyotes lose four to three uh, to the Minnesota Wild. Ryan Hartman. Uh, and Matt Dumba, two of the two of the guys who were uh, taking shots at the Sharks, had the two, two final goals for the Minnesota Wild for their victory. They get to six ten and one on the season there. In Colorado, no Jonas Donskoy hat trick, but Kale McCarr uh, gets, uh, I believe, two goals tonight. Yep, two two goals tonight. That's four on the campaign for McCarr, Nazem Kadri, and Samuel Gerrard with the goals as well. Yeah, so the Avalanche uh, continue to roll without uh, Grubauer or Rantanen doing their thing. Uh, in Calgary, the Flames lose in overtime thanks to David Perron's overtime goal at 246 to give the Blues a 3-2 victory. Uh, the the Flames now are 10-7-3 on there, and uh, and the Blues go to 12-3-3 on the campaign. Just another Randy G. Oh my goodness. You all are best. I love hearing this post game podcast almost as much as I love listening to Randy Hunt. Hey, hey, you know what? Randy G's playing for that craft beer six pack tonight. Thank no you, man. Appreciate it immensely. Uh, and of course the Sharks win two to one. They go to seven, ten and one on the season. Preds fall to nine, five, and three on this one. So that's it for your wraparound. Uh, a lot of Pacific losses perfect, as Phantom 0044 says. Uh, yeah, definitely helps things out. And yeah, it is yeah, it is early to look at standings, but when you have something like this and the Sharks are going on a streak, it's nice to see that they're getting closer and closer to getting back to real 500 mark. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely this this was going to be the, the critical time to pull this tailspin out. Um, you know, now they are not in the cellar of the of the Western Conference. They're actually right behind Dallas. Dallas with 17 points. The Sharks uh, sit in sixth position in the wild or in the uh, in the West. Um, so, you know, both teams starting off very, very slowly. But now both teams are on streaks. Dallas has uh, won their last four and are seven and three in the last ten. And uh, the Sharks are uh, four, five and one. But they've won three of their last. Uh, you know, won their last three games, so they're also streaking in the right direction too. Yep. Yeah, uh, and the Sharks currently sit uh, five points out of a wild card spot, or essentially six points out of one of the top three spots. Which 
Uh, it's been a while since we've seen Western Canada take the top three spots, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, uh, and two great starts to uh, all three teams. Calgary kind of been on and off, but they've they've picked up their uh, their loser points here and there. What are we in the er, you know in the early nineties? I mean, this is like the uh, for sure. Yeah, this was this was considered the Western Canada uh, swing was considered one of the one of the worst for for opposing teams going through it. So it's uh, it's interesting to see Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver all taking top three spots. However. You know, those teams are kind of going through they're kind of treading water right now. And this is a good time for the Sharks to heat up because uh, Edmonton's four, four and two in their last 10. Yep. Uh, Calgary's five, three and two in their last 10. And Vancouver is uh, five, two and three in their last 10. So all hovering around 500. Um, and so, you know, if, if you can put together a little bit of a streak here, you can get yourself back in gear and uh, and you know really make a run uh, in the uh, in the next three quarters of the season. Yeah, and and it's looking like that. And the top two wild card spots are held by uh, Pacific teams. You know, uh, Carol, uh, excuse me, Vegas and Arizona. I mean, so it's right there. It's right nearby for sure. Uh, you know, and and it's interesting too because you know we don't talk a lot a lot about this, but. Maybe that was the right time to really suck was the first quarter of the season because, um, you know, the the central division teams haven't really gotten their footing yet, especially with Winnipeg and um, and all of their issues on the back end. Dallas has had some has had some tough going integrating, um, you know, a bunch of new forwards and, and, you know, San Jose just not getting off to a great start. Yeah. But you know what? You know, we've seen this team you know, be very bipolar, meaning that yeah. they'll go through a through a horrible, tough stretch and then pull out a 10 game winning streak. So it's <laughs> like, you know, you never know what to expect with this team. Maybe they're starting to feel it a little bit better. Right. And and, you know, maybe they can climb back into this thing. And especially with with Vegas. I mean, Vegas has gone four, three and three. They're below 500 in their last 10. What? And, oh, no. Yeah, you either not invincible. Yeah, I know, right? And uh, and Arizona too is is starting to to slow down a little bit. They've lost two. Uh, they've lost uh, their last two games. Anaheim coming back, falling back to earth finally at four, five, and one. So you know what? It's a good time for the Sharks to to step on the gas and uh, and get back into this. And it'll be you know a nice schedule coming up. I mean. AJ and the crew will do pathologists tomorrow night. So, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> um, so they'll have a review of that. But coming this week, you have Edmonton at home. You uh, go to Anaheim. And if you're going to Anaheim, I will see you there. Uh, come and say hi. Um, myself and Amanda will be there uh, at the game. Uh, and then you have Detroit on, on Shark Freak Night. Um, so you, you have, uh, an interesting schedule. You, you kind of have the good, the eh, and the meh, um, <laughs> this week. And if you can, if you can get four out of six, I think that'll be really nice. If you can get six out of six, you're, you're right back in this thing. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and we've seen the sharks do this before, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. And you know what? Maybe, maybe Radim Shimmick is our Lord and savior. <laughs> um, you know, sorry, but, uh, <laughs> no, in all seriousness though, I mean the, the, the defense looks like it's slotting into the right spots now. Right. Um, and you know, I've always loved his physical presence, uh, that he's brought to the blue line and just for God's sakes, DeBoer, please don't put in Dalton Prout for, for heat or for Aro. I mean, really just, just, just don't no, do it. Just don't. don't do it. Don't, don't fall no. to your instincts no. of putting no. in a slugger. It's, it's, um, it's like, like, well, prior to this season, because we've all heard about the Spezza thing, but it's like Mike Babcock with veterans on the Leafs, you know, they're a good player, good player. And yes. <laughs> yes. Donate now to help a guy get a better bottle. Michael. Yeah. No, that, that's, Talk about shots. That's that's what I'm going to be taking once we go off the air. So, 
Uh, and oh, yes, shoe shine with a great one though. Don't go into OT against Edmonton. Yeah, because you're going to see a lot of Leon Drysidel, right? And uh, Connor McDavid. Exactly. And my goodness, have we not heard this a billion jillion times? Stay out of the penalty box. The Sharks but, are the but, worst team in the league. Granted, yeah. they got a good <laughs> penalty kill. I was going to say that, like, man, they must not be listening to Zach. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> We've got the most we penalties We got him on against. the Jumbotron, and they still didn't listen to him. Come on. Yeah, and um, uh, Rob Iman with the fact or fiction. I think this is a really good one that, that Rob brings up is, uh, do we see Dalton Prout play against Edmonton? I don't think so, and the reason why I say that is just because – of how fleet of foot Connor McDavid and Leon is. I, I, I just I don't see him putting it in. But especially those games come against Vegas later in the month. I I, I do see that. Yeah, so definitely. I I do see him going going in. Uh, Zach, yeah, exactly. They don't listen to you. Yeah. Um we're sorry. I we wish we could you would have thought with all the access you got this week that they would finally listen to you. At least they got a couple of wins for you, including tonight as well. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, in another week, the Sharks will change the name from <laughs> SAP Center to the ZAK Center. Yes. Um, but you know what? I actually have I have a little bit of a pet theory about the whole, the whole um, penalties against thing. I wonder if this is not uh, the refs kind of clamping down and kind of protecting one of their own because of the whole Evander Kane incident in the preseason, because we did see that Chris Weidman effect yeah. on um, Calgary. And no matter what the NHL wants to tell you, the, the, the refs union, they are a tight bunch. They really are. And it would not surprise me if that's kind of why we were seeing them get into penalty trouble very early. Um, you know, I don't want to be the conspiracy theory here. And that's why I bring up the Chris, Chris Weidman incident, because they had to pay a penalty tax for that incident for sure. Yeah. And it, it, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm curious. Let's see how many, Pims does Evander Kane have this season? Because I thought, uh, yeah, he's got twenty-two. Uh, you know, oh, Dennis Wideman, excuse Dennis me, not Chris. Thank you. So, but it is what it is, and you just gotta play through it. If that means you have to play seven, play seven on five, then so be it. You know, so <laughs> I'm gonna put that one up. Okay. Zach, come on. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, oh my goodness. Hey Zach, well I mean, you know, you did such a good job with going to San Jose and getting all of that uh, you know, all of that attention and, and just, you know, really ratcheting it up at the tank. Why don't you go to the situation room, see if you can't get some all access passes there? <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to see what goes on. And, in there. and tell them to get their craft together, right? Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or you can listen to audio only on your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and a ton of more. Ton more. So. Uh, we'll be back with you on Tuesday night as the Sharks welcome Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and James Neal, and a bunch of other teams that are, uh, you know, that call themselves the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, you so know, they least... might as well just rename the team, though, to the Edmonton McDavid's. Right? You know, so... It, with the amount of time that he plays on the ice, you know, is like, what, 25 minutes for a forward? You know, it, that's going to be concerning if they do make the playoffs, though, for sure. Uh, but, hey, he, you know, uh, the other guys in that team need to get going uh, if, if they if they're going to see any shot. So, yeah, that, that is for sure. Cause that is it, it, you know, as, as good as they have been right now, that will really bite them come second half because he is not going to have a lot of gas left. Yeah. So that'll <laughs> sleep you off. Of. <laughs> Leon is the wrong way to spell it. It's Leon. Right. <laughs> right. All right. Landy, your final thoughts on where the people can find you. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, let's put together another good defensive effort against Edmonton. You know what? I will take the defense over the offense all day. Um, and you know what? 
I know the ghost of Brody Brazil is going to come after me somewhere, but uh, the two or fewer <laughs> hashtag I think is uh, is in good order for that game. As far as where you can follow me, you can follow me uh, using my first name. That's Eric spelled the right way with a K. That's right. Landy, L-A-N-D-I on all of the social media garbage. Um, we've... Uh, We've got some. Uh, I've got some cool stuff coming out. I'm going to be launching a new YouTube channel with a couple of buddies of mine. So be on the lookout for that. Wait, 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 wait. wait. It's tech stuff, so not, uh, okay. not hockey, uh, not hockey related at all. But I will be using my uh, skills that I have honed here on that. So uh, appreciate it, everybody, and um, I'd love to come see you guys out on the uh, on the pet project I got going. It scared the crap out of me when you were saying, <laughs> "Like, what the hell?" Oh no, no, this is just um, we're 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 doing like uh, kind of how you can get into YouTubing or you know, uh, people can can put together computers with, uh, you know, that are that are based upon kind of more mainstream things um instead of you know the all the fancy rigs that you see on youtube all over the place this is more of like an every man's kind of podcast so gotcha all right all right i hear you on another hockey podcast so help you (laughs) no way all right and i'm at pet guy 14 i'm not even gonna look that one either (laughs) i am at pet guy 14 on the twitter and the instagram you can find me there uh, we'll be back with you Tuesday night following Sharks and Oilers. Uh, should be a good one there. So with that, thank you for watching. We appreciate it immensely. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you follow us on the social media. Check out our videos right above here. And until then, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We will see you Tuesday. And have a good one.